0: We'd like to thank our friends at People's Mortgage for sponsoring Arizona Varsity and Arizona's athletes. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance your current mortgage, the experienced team at People's Mortgage is ready to help you. People's Mortgage has been a local lender for over 20 years, and their team has extensive knowledge of the local economy. They'll find the loan that best fits your needs. Rachel Lowe so connect with them today at 602-714-2555 that's 602-714-2555 find out why they say at people's mortgage it's all about the people azbko904164 nmls6274 equal housing lender AALL Insurance is locally owned and locally operated. Everybody needs insurance, especially young drivers. Give the people who support Arizona Varsity and Arizona high school athletes a chance to support your insurance needs. AALL Insurance. Click the link in the show description to find out more. You're listening to the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. 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 network. You are listening to the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. You are listening to the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. You are listening to the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network.
1: Hey everyone, it's Eric Newman, one of your hosts of the Take It Easy Sports Show. We'll get to the content soon. I know you've listened through a couple ads and everything. Zach and I will be up very soon. But I just wanted to let you know that we had an unforeseen delay getting this podcast up. And in the episode, Zach and I talk about our pregame thoughts of the Super Bowl pretty briefly. Um, But if you're listening to this, obviously the game has already happened. So I'm just giving you fair warning. Feel free to... Skip past that or listen and see how wrong or right we were. You can decide yourself. Just letting you know, thanks for listening, and here's the episode.
2: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show here on ArizonaVarsity.com. My name is Zach Alvar, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Eric Newman. Eric? uh signing day today pretty exciting we're gonna jump into that in a little bit here but first how you doing
1: i'm good there's a big football game this weekend um and you know it's two teams that have a lot of history liverpool against manchester city
2: didn't expect that one um
1: <laughs> right. it's technically cool. true um, they are playing uh, Manchester City. I'll keep it short because I know you don't actually care. Manchester City's won 13 in a row. Liverpool's third on the table
2: should be a good one. All right. Uh, are both of those teams in England? Yes, it's the Premier okay. League. Okay, I you know I, I'm not a big soccer guy. Yep. When the when the World Cup is on, I'll I'll watch. But should have been the Euros this last year.
1: Um, COVID canceled that, so hopefully that comes up sometime soon.
2: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that COVID has canceled a lot of things. Um, awesome. But, you know, it's funny because I was, you know, when you said we've got a big football game coming up this weekend, I thought you were obviously talking about the, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, do we have the licensing rights to say Super Bowl or because, like, you know, all these commercials say, oh, the big game is coming. Yeah, I think, I think it has to do with
1: whether you're making money off of it or not. Oh well, we're good um, I'm then. Saying the the Super Bowl is fine if you're talking about it in an editorial context. I'm not certain, but I think so. Um, so whatever, it, it may or may not be the Super Bowl. Um, there's a football game that's eventually going to happen between the two teams that happen to be the AFC and NFC champions, um, and there will be some sort of trophy type thing uh, for the winner.
2: Got it. Okay. I I like that. I like that. Um, (laughs) uh, So just to kind of preview everything we've got going on, uh, kind of an action-packed episode a little bit. Um, We are going to dive a little bit more into Super Bowl because Adam Schefter actually tweeted out something that is both funny and stupid and just basically goes to show why the U.S. is still in a pretty bad spot with the pandemic. Uh, We'll get into that in just a second. Um, Stupid is right where I... Uh right where I live that's where you thrive yeah that, that's like your that's that's literally your uh man what's what's it your your niche I guess that's you can right? say um and then like I mentioned we are recording this on Wednesday February 3rd it is signing day Eric and I are gonna uh jump into that a little bit obviously a very exciting time for several athletes and for a few that we're gonna mention um surprisingly they're not signing today and we honestly don't know why uh, we'll get into that. Uh, we've also got some Twitter questions from last week that we honestly forgot to answer uh, in, in the episode, so we will definitely be sure to backtrack and go to those. Um, a couple teams, as far as Arizona high school sports go uh, in the winter sports season, they're they're surprising a lot of people, so we'll we'll jump into that. And last but not least, Eric, at the very end of this episode, you and I have to talk about a certain video game making its return that basically set Twitter and essentially the entire U.S. and maybe even the world on fire uh, on Tuesday. So we'll jump into that. But first, the Super Bowl. Uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, still weird to kind of say that, against uh, Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, last year's champion, obviously. Um Honestly, it'd be very cool to see Bruce Arians, obviously former Cardinals head coach, win the Super Bowl. Um, But I honestly just can't help but root against Tom Brady. So personally, I'm kind of hoping the Chiefs win. What do you think?
1: I kind of feel the same way. Um, I don't really dislike or love either of these teams. Um, I kind of am neutral about both of them in general. Yes, it's kind of made me think about... Um, you know, Tom Brady has won so many, but it's not like the chiefs have been a struggling franchise the last year or so. Uh, They're not the lovable underdog in any capacity. So it's, uh, there's not really that story where there might've been with, uh, Buffalo if they had won, but, um, I mean, it'll be a good game. I think both of these teams are, uh, have just so many weapons offensively and defensively. It's just going to be fun. Um if I had to pick one that I'm rooting for I guess Kansas City um cuz like you said just Tom Brady's one enough um but you know I wouldn't be upset with uh seeing Gronk do something funny in the next Super Bowl parade. <laughs> uh, he always has something good to do whether or not it's safe is a different question
2: but um, Well I mean it's Florida so you, you know, know. Anything is safe there. Yeah, um, but yeah, but honestly, if the if the Bucks win, it will just be me more being happy for Bruce Arians than anything, to be completely honest. Um, maybe Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin. Um, uh, I mean, I guess there's some players on the Bucks defense that I like, but I mean, in reality, it'd mostly be Bruce Arians. I would like to see him get one now. Granted, again because it's Tom Brady, I don't know if I can root for him, but I don't know. I I don't really care as much Uh, personally, and I know this might make you kind of mad. I would have loved to see the Bills versus the Packers, um, just for something Bills, just for something different. I know you wouldn't want to see the Packers being a Minnesota fan, but I would have honestly loved just to. I, I mean, in in reality, just to get something different. You know what I mean? It's kind of like. I mean, at one, at some point, it's, it's going to be like the NBA where we just constantly or the college football playoff, where we constantly see the same three or four teams involved and, you know, feel free to take jabs at Notre Dame now being I'm a Notre Dame fan. Um, But, you know, something different is what I want to see. And I mean, I don't know if we're going to get that from, I mean, obviously not the NFL now, but even the NBA again, possibly, and then. College football. I mean Alabama's really hard to go against because they're just dominant every year, but Yeah. Um
1: I get what you mean. But I think there's still some parody in the NFL. Like, yeah, the top few teams every year, but um when's the last time we saw a repeat Super Bowl champion? It's been a really long time.
2: Um has it been that long?
1: I think so. I think it's been since the Patriots did it a long time ago. Like it's been I mean recent years it hasn't happened back to
2: back. I guess I'm just so used to Tom Brady being in the Super Bowl yeah. I just kind of forget whether or not he wins.
1: That's the thing they don't win every single year but they get yeah. close to it. Um and it feels like every year.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know that's something I should look up though. You said the Patriots, um, obviously the Patriots were the last team to do it, but I think it was uh, like
1: the first bit of run with Tom Brady, like the first Hall of Fame career type thing he's had. Because he's probably had the, close to two um, Hall of Fame careers put into one.
2: Hmm. Remember how everyone said the Eagles were going to do it?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. That yeah, just shows yeah. you how quick things can fall apart in the NFL. You, yeah. you are the Eagles who are every single position is dominant. They have one of the best offensive lines you've ever seen, one of the best. Um, receiving cores. Everything was tremendous. Their defense was good. And now, I mean, the Eagles are bad and they've got this coach who doesn't know how to speak correctly.
2: Yeah, that was, that was bizarre. Uh, But you're right. 2004, 2005 Patriots.
1: Yeah. So it's been 15 years since we've had a repeat. So it happens Um, And we see a lot of the same teams back in similar positions, like even though the Packers haven't won it in uh, quite a while, um, they've been in the NFC Championship game a bunch recently. Um, The Patriots have been around that point. Kansas City, before last year, had been in the AFC Championship game and just hadn't gotten over the top. So it's been, it's happened um, some, but we
2: are seeing a little bit of parity. Uh, I want to I want to challenge you for a second here uh, in the Patriots first Super Bowl of that back-to-back who did they beat and who was the quarterback of that team
1: that's a good question was it
2: I think it was the LA Rams, not LA mm. the St. Louis Rams and it was Kurt Warner nope because it would be the 2003-2004 season correct technically whatever their first Super Bowl was so, Super Bowl came in 2004, so that would be 2003, the season that went into the 2004, obviously the new year. Um, Carolina Panthers. So, if I tell you that, then can, would you guess the, the quarterback at that point? home No, it was not home.
1: I don't remember then. Actually, you're it was. the first of that double, the first Patriots Super Bowl was the Rams
2: in 2002. Oh, wait, no, you're right. It was at home. My bad. It was at home. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I looked it up and everything said like, oh, Chris Winkie. And I was like, I don't think that sounds you're right. right being on the roster. No,
1: their first one was 2002 because I remember because people were like, yeah. no one can beat the Rams um and then they did and then it turned out that tom brady was amazing and would play
2: until he's 86 yeah but they didn't with that because yeah it was 2002 but they didn't win 2003 so that right. didn't count as their back-to-back it was the 2003-04 yeah. and then 0405 season right so and i don't know who they beat no 405 i'd have to look but um, it's been a long time yeah you want to get to yeah. signing day Um, Well, really quick, actually, I I, I kind of uh, alluded to it a little bit. Um, Oh, by the way, 2005, it was the Eagles. Um, I kind of alluded to it a little bit, but Adam Schefter tweeted out (laughs) something hilarious, actually. Um, So apparently this past Sunday, I believe it was, um, over 20 players from the Chiefs and staff members from the Chiefs, um, they were all scheduled to get a haircut from this certain barber. Um, Patrick Mahomes was included on that list. Um, now granted they did test the barber, but they did not wait until his test came back to actually allow the players to get, you know, a cut. Um, and his test came back positive. So, um, he was wearing a mask, which is good, but the chief senator uh, Daniel Kilgore, he was actually mid haircut with him when they actually pulled the barber out of the room. So he's, I mean... I can only imagine what his – Right now. Who would have
1: thought that would be something we were worried about is the the barber for the Super Bowl getting them – Right. And it's not even his fault. Who knows um, what happened. Maybe someone got him sick, one of the guys on the team. Um, Who knows what's going on there. It's crazy. Um, That would have never been a story any other year. But weird times we're living in.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's bizarre. Um I just I mean it's just funny like, you know, how how if you were in their position, Eric, how badly would you want a haircut to where you I essentially risk not being able to play just in case, you know, the guy has covid.
1: That is crazy. I, I don't know. Uh <laughs> Recently, I haven't been getting many haircuts my own self. I've been doing it myself, and you can tell because it doesn't look (laughs) tremendous. Um, But, yeah, I've only gotten one legitimate haircut this whole pandemic. Um, And so me, personally, I don't know. But the fact is that if you win the Super Bowl and you're in the Super Bowl, pictures of you are going to be around forever. So you want to look as good as possible. So I get it um and i assume that they had thoroughly vetted this guy for the most part um covid can happen to anyone as you can take all the precautions and still get unlucky so it is crazy um and yeah. it's easy to blame the guy um the barber himself but who knows how it actually happened
2: it's funny you mentioned that you want to look as good as possible for the super bowl because uh, i think jason kelsey would like to have a word with you
1: yeah, that's true. I mean, there are people who, um, they want to look unique. I think most people want it's a very good word for trophy it, and they're going to hang it in their house someday. That they'd want to look at least presentable. Oh,
2: uh, that, that that was a good word for it. Unique. I like that. Um, signing day, Eric. As we mentioned before, we are recording this on signing day. It is the afternoon after kind of all the events at this point have pretty much, for the most part, uh, are are well and done. So um, obviously, Arizona has become a hotbed for athletes. And I'm not talking just football, but I'm I'm talking every single sport. Uh, I saw Perry had a few soccer players go to Power Five schools. Um, I had, I saw obviously, you know, Chandler athletes go everywhere. I saw some Gilbert athletes as far as just the city in general. Um, there's a, there's a very big hotbed for athletes here in Arizona and to kind of focus on football a little bit. I actually tweeted this out because I thought it was extremely interesting because not only did Eli Sanders from uh, Chandler the running back there Chandler is signed with Iowa State today which he announced a couple weeks ago so that wasn't necessarily a surprise but one surprise that we did see today was Mountain Point tight end Kevin Sawitzki six foot five outstanding player if he didn't have a broken hand literally all season I think he would have gotten an offer instead of a preferred walk-on offer Um, but he did take that preferred walk-on from Iowa State now I've seen him play. I know how he is without a cast on. And he, like I said, he had a cast on the entire season. When that cast comes off, probably already off at this point, but when that cast comes off and he's able to play at full strength, that will not be a PWO for very long in my opinion. But that got me to thinking. Because Iowa State was here for the Fiesta Bowl. They won the Fiesta Bowl. And we saw Brock Purdy, obviously. We saw Joey Ramos from Deer Valley. Kobe Hathcock is their long snapper. Deshane James from Perry is a wide out there. Then you add in Eli and Kevin. That is six former Arizona high school football stars at one power five school. I mean, what does that say? And, And then you look at Oregon. You have seven there. And five of them, I know, I'm sorry. Yeah, five of them. My I, I do my math wrong. Anyway, a lot, Ty, a lot of them. Five of them. Yeah, five of them did. They have eight actually. Five of them signed, just in this, in this class, in Ty Thompson, Bramwald, and Brandon Buckner, Jonah Miller, and Anthony Ament from Pinnacle. How yeah, crazy, crazy is that, man?
1: It's uh, it's gonna be a fun few next years for these guys. Um, and Sawitzki playing with Sanders now. They'll be teammates again because Sanders was at Mountain Point a few years ago. Um, So they'll be playing in red again together. So that'll be fun for them. Yeah, I mean, Iowa State's on a really big come-up right now with all these Arizona kids. Oregon looks like it's going to be good. It's it's a fun time to be an Arizona high school football fan in that capacity um, to see the kids that we've rooted uh, on and had them – had success here to, to go on and play at the next level and everything. And that, that includes all the different schools. There are uh, a bunch of lower level, like D three D twos and AIAs that have gotten a bunch of kids from Arizona. It's, it's really cool. Uh, signing days. Interesting. Normally, uh, you and I would both be out covering the heck out of those days. I would, neither of us could actually make it today. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they were muted. And, um, you know, normally the gyms might be packed or the auditoriums, depending on where they do it. But today I'm sure they were muted with the amount of people. Um, but it's still an amazing accomplishment.
2: And oh yeah, uh,
1: it's just the first step.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and to your point, um, you know, I, if I had some other things going on with, you know, with the Tribune and everything. So I just said, you know what? There's not really a ton of surprises with it, so um, I, you know, I, I decided to just take care of the business that I had, and obviously, you have, you know, a full time job as well. But that doesn't mean that we're not excited for these players. I mean, Absolutely. we're extremely excited for them. Um, I was on Twitter as much as I could be this morning, kind of retweeting and stuff like that. So, you know, just congratulations again to everyone of every single sport that signed today. Um, you guys obviously earned it and it was during a very difficult year. And I, again, alluded to this kind of in the open, but, um, for those players that haven't yet found a home, uh, keep trying because someone will find you, especially if your name is Max Davis and you hold the all time leading, you know, rushing yards or record for Highland. Um, I don't know how this kid does not have an offer, but uh, I don't think it will be very long before he does get one. No, he is an outstanding
1: player. this day. Just because you don't sign this day doesn't mean that it's not coming. Um, yeah. And it, whether your path takes a little bit longer, um, or you have to traverse them through some things to get there, uh, it'll just make it all the sweeter once you actually succeed. Um, we've seen so many people, not everybody, uh, who wins started in the beginning. Um, Obviously, you have some guys that have been amazing all throughout uh, in in football and basketball and everything. We're the number one overall pick, and we're amazing. But we've seen so many that were uh, underrated or drafted low or not recruited very highly and gone on to amazing things. So we're not here necessarily to evaluate players' talent. But um, I know for a fact you would agree when I say that there's plenty of kids who will have successful careers that haven't even uh developed those ideas yet they haven't gotten
2: those offers and everything and they'll they'll come hopefully yeah absolutely i mean a lot of these kids you kind of hit the nail on the head there a lot of these kids you know they may not be getting recruited right now but that doesn't mean that they're not going to do some great things later on in life um you know just make sure that you don't you know if you do get a chance, make make sure you're not handed a blank DVD and say that you're watching some sort of formations and everything like that. Like Jamarcus Russell did Um, subtle, subtle jab there. Cause you mentioned, you know, high draft picks that didn't really turn out to be anything. Um, We won't even get into Ryan leaf. Um, But you know, it just, it still just bewilders me that someone like Max Davis doesn't have an offer yet, but I think one will be coming soon. I hope anyway um and i mean worst case scenario he's probably going to go and absolutely tear up the junior college scene before he obviously gets a d1 offer that he deserves um so you know and, and to go off your point as well this day and back in december those two days get a ton of publicity because mostly they're the early signing period for football players granted there's like four or five different signing periods for every single sport throughout the year um and it's not limited to just one sport either. So. There's plenty of opportunities to sign down the line, even in, I think there's like April and May, even if I'm not mistaken. So um, definitely some opportunities out there. Um, Eric, Saguaro basketball has been on a tear lately. Um, yes, they you have. Know, last week we mentioned that they have a very tough stretch of games coming up. Uh, they beat a very good Mesquite team. Uh, we thought maybe they would slip up a little bit against ALA Queen Creek, but uh, Coach Lucas Ramirez – uh, I am going to bite my tongue because you beat a very, very, very talented ALA Queen Creek basketball team, and yeah, Saguaro's rolling right now, Eric.
1: Yeah, they are doing great things. And what's crazy is it's not like they have um that much different talent than last year. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of the same guys and they've gotten better obviously, but coach Ramirez is doing an amazing job and he's talked to both of us. Um, we have stayed abreast. That's one of the most surprising teams in, uh, in terms of doing amazing things early on in the AIA so far. Um, I can't think of one that is, you know, exceeding expectations from everybody outside their organization,
2: um, better than they are. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I mean, I'm looking at their schedule right now. The only loss that they have is to a, a a good Dysart team. But they beat Mesquite by three, and then they beat ALA Queen Creek by two. And the ALA Queen Creek game, at least, was on the road, which that's not an easy place to go play, even with limited number of fans. Um, so, man, just good stuff from them. Absolutely. And I think I think they had to come back and win that ALA Queen Creek game as well, from what I saw on Twitter. So Yeah. Um, just Awesome. Just really, really cool. Um, Eric, you know, usually we get into a little bit more about, you know, all the the games and the standings and stuff, but I think we should kind of stay away from that. Let's talk about some stories that you have coming up, and I'll I'll obviously highlight some of mine as well. So anything that you have, uh, you know, kind of in the works that we should be looking out for?
1: Yeah, so I don't know what day exactly this will come out. Uh, We'll see, but... I have a story. I went to Millennium. We're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, I went to Millennium's game last night, Millennium Basketball. And they're in a bit of a transition period um, because, you know, the last two years in a row they were in the state championship game for 5A. Yeah. Um, This year they have almost an entirely different new roster um, than the years past. They only have one senior. His name's Coleman Fields. And he's been a starter – um, on that team since he was a freshman he was one of the kind of the three phenom freshmen over along with Duron Holmes and Justice Jackson uh, several years ago that started as freshmen and kind of developed and became um, tremendous players so he's kind of the one guy um, that's that's still holding over that culture and they're kind of in a Uh, another year like they were three years ago because they have so many young guys. They've got a ton of talent, but they're just, they're trying to put it together. So I've got a story that'll come out um, maybe by the time this is out about him and that team. And Coach Ty Amundsen does a really good job there. Uh, He always gets young talent and he always develops them really well. And even though um, they've had a few guys transfer out, they've had some of their past starters graduate and everything. I think they're still in a decent spot. Um, they've got talent, they've got a good coach. They've got everything there to, uh, who knows if they'll make another run. I think that there's a ton of really good 5A teams, but, um, I think that they're
2: in a good position. Right on, right on. Um, I've got a few different stories now, obviously I don't write a ton for Arizona varsity just because I do have the tribune that I have to, you know, obviously manage. Um, So by the time this podcast comes out, this story will be posted online already. But I've got one on uh, on Carson Kelly coming out, the very talented point guard from Chandler, Um, kind of just highlighting his toughness and everything. Uh, Me, you and I both saw his scary fall that he had against uh, Valley Vista and the Capitol uh, Classic. So um, I kind of highlighted some of that. Uh, I wanted to hold this story a little bit just because they are in quarantine right now. Um, and they're kind of coming up near the tail end of that, I believe. So I kind of wanted to hang on to it just a, a few extra days there. Um, you know, I just actually finished up a story today that's going to be in the Tribune on Sunday, but Joe Kisting, he's a senior wrestler at Desert Ridge High School. Um, unfortunately his mom has been one of the thousands that lost their lives to COVID-19 here in Arizona. Um, You know, without getting too much into it, because, you know, obviously, like I said, the story is coming out. I did talk to Joe. I talked to uh, his coach, Travis Jackson. And something really special that the Mesa program did for him and Coach DiDomenico over there just surpassed 250 wins as a head coach uh, throughout his three stops as head coach. So, you know, obviously, congratulations to him. Um, But he is by far one of the greatest coaches I've ever met, one of the greatest people I've ever met. Um, one of his wrestlers actually drew a, uh, on a poster, the Mesa wrestling logo and a Jaguar for desert Ridge fist bumping and, you know, obviously showing, um, I guess it, for lack of a better term togetherness and the entire Mesa wrestling program signed the poster and they presented that along with a gift to Joe before their match last Thursday, mm-hmm. um, something very cool, obviously something that he didn't have to do. Um, but it was something that he felt was necessary because to him, everyone's a family there. Uh, when it comes to wrestling, um, the match was actually supposed to take place on Wednesday, which actually would have been Joe's birthday, but that was the same day as his mom's funeral. And, um, you know, she was 54 years old, no existing health conditions. She actually passed away, um, after being in the hospital for, I think it was like five weeks on a ventilator, medically induced coma. She had pneumonia in both lungs and, uh, she actually passed away the day after her 54th birthday. So very sad. Um, Joe is an incredible kid. I I had the chance to talk to him. Um, he's using it obviously as motivation. Um, one thing that really, you know, kind of hit home with me was that one of the last things that his mom said to him, um, when they were actually able to talk was that no matter what happens to her, she didn't want them to give up on their dreams or stop living their lives. And one of the things that he and her always talked about was his desire to win a state championship as a senior. So, um, he is battling a little bit of a knee injury right now, but he does plan to return pretty soon. And I tell you, he is motivated to win that state title for his mom. And I, I'm honestly, I'm rooting for him. Um, so very good story. Um, You know, definitely give it a read if you can. Also post it online, but definitely support Joe and his family because you know obviously they're going through a very difficult time, and uh, you know they're staying as strong as they can. So I kind of wanted to share that just because it is um obviously a good story, and you know, you know just just the the motivation factor for him is outstanding. Yeah, um, and
1: it kind of highlights what high school sports can be, and that's a community. Um, yeah, because a lot of the time, like you mentioned, it's desert Ridge. um, Mesa high is right nearby. A yep. lot of these kids are from similar areas of town and yep. uh, some of them probably know each other. And for wrestling, especially it's such a small community that probably some of them have wrestled against each other before. Exactly, um, And it's a community and a lot of these people know each other. Um, they're enemies on the court or the field or the mat or whatever surface you're playing on, uh, whatever sport it is, but it's uh, more than anything else. It's a, it's a group of people that care about each other. Um, And especially at the high school level, because a lot of the people grew up together and it's sad that something like this happens obviously, but it's heartwarming to know that people are, in it to you know care about the others uh that they're competing against and that it they understand that things are bigger than sports themselves
2: yeah absolutely uh so definitely make sure to stay tuned to Arizonavarsity.com for eric's story and then um varsity extra for mine as well if you're interested in reading those um eric we we forgot to do it last week so we, we should probably do it now before we forget again we have a, a few Twitter questions from some of our good friends in the media. Um, you know, Occasionally, we'll ask for Twitter questions. I think we'll probably do it again next week just to see after signing day if anyone has questions about that or if they're just honestly interested in what you and I eat on a daily basis or whatever. Um, but the first question, I'll go ahead and read it off. It comes from our friend Lance Hartzler. He is the sports editor for the Arizona Daily Sun and Flagstaff. We've had him on the show, of course. He asked what the best fast food joint is uh, to file a story on deadline. Now he does include the disclaimer that indoor dining right now is terrifying. So he means in a non pandemic time. Um, I will let you go ahead and answer that question first. Okay.
1: Well, I don't have the best, but I have okay. the worst. Um, and so <laughs> I assume that you'll probably go best and we can argue the food, but the worst place I ever filed anything was in college at Marquette University. Um, I was doing a story for a class, and the only place I could get Wi-Fi that day, I don't remember the circumstances, was as at this McDonald's on 24th Street and Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee. And anybody who spent a, uh, enough time on that campus or has even spent any time in Milwaukee knows that once you get past 20th Street and um, Wisconsin or Kilburn or anything, it's just absolute not the place you want to hang out. Uh, I that was the only time I had ever gone um, to that McDonald's. Uh, People had gone through the drive in. Uh, I think I might have done that once. But I saw someone get robbed that day. um, And I knew someone a week later who got his laptop robbed at that same McDonald's. Um, So that would be the worst place I've ever filed a story. I will never step foot in that Place again. Um, And I don't envy anyone who has to do anything there. But it's the only place in that area um, that you can sit down anywhere and get Wi-Fi. Um, And if all you get is COVID, you're lucky when you're
2: at that McDonald's. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Um, So I'm not really big on sitting inside fast food restaurants. So I, you know, I have... Agreed. So I have, you know, gotten food after a game and sat like in my car to write a story, um, which I'm going to say counts for this, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, I have written and posted a story on Deadline outside of a, uh, outside of a Cane's, no sly extra toast, of course, Um, outside of a, I want to say a Portillo's, but I think it was the Scottsdale location. Um and then it's not fast food but I have posted a story from inside of a zips before um which I know like I said it's not fast food but uh um, it'll do I think it answers the question yeah so uh but for the most part honestly like if I'm not very close to my house, I will honestly just sit in the in the school parking lot for the most yeah. part
1: where is uh have how many times have you been to portillo's
2: uh probably too many for
1: have you ever had and this is a tangent have you ever had their chocolate cake shake
2: okay i got it once and i literally took like three sips and it was too much like it was just too sweet i couldn't do it it's
1: so freaking good
2: it it, like on like i
1: but i I understand that so so for those who have never been to portillo's it's a chicago restaurant so we used to eat uh that type of thing all the time in Milwaukee, because it's right there. it's a north it's a Midwest thing, and they've got a few of them here now. um but the chocolate cake shake is a milkshake, and they literally take out a piece of chocolate cake and they put it in the blender. Um, yeah. It's not like pieces of chocolate cake. it is literally a full piece of chocolate cake, this big, delicious chocolate cake, and they throw it in the blender with the ice cream. um but yes, it's so rich uh so Damn. much and i can't imagine it's anywhere near good for you but it's no. absolutely delicious but i could see having a tough time finishing it just because it's so much going on
2: i think i looked it up one time and it even like the small is like 1500 calories yeah that doesn't surprise me even yeah it. It, it's bad it's very bad like i said i got it one time i got the small It's like i gotta try this and i got it and i was regretting it even before i take a sip which maybe that was part of the reason why i didn't want to get it or drink it all but I took like two sips you know obviously the second one a piece of cake got stuck in the straw which was kind of (laughs) annoying but I mean it it was just it was too much I literally like couldn't like it was a waste of like seven dollars yeah because I just couldn't finish it um yeah it's not cheap no it's not either but I mean their food is amazing though yeah it's great their hot dogs are outstanding I, I mean I just love hot dogs in general so I love their hot dogs but um their Italian beef sandwich is really good too so, um, second question, I'll let you go ahead and, uh, and read it off. So Gabe, uh, AZ
1: high school sports fanatic, um, <laughs> love if, I love uh, Gabe. I yeah, do love Gabe. He's become one of the fun people to follow on Twitter. Um, hypes up a lot of our content and, uh, has kind of started doing some of his own, but he asked us for two streaming shows to watch. Um and I mean that's a hard question. So I kind of made it because there's so many amazing things on TV, so I kind of um went to just things that are relatively recent. So I'm doing ones that were in the last calendar year. Um right. and I will go with Dave on Hulu, which follows Lil Dicky, uh the rapper. I've loved Lil Dicky since he put out his first music in like it was it 2013, 2014? I was in college. Um and He's really funny. His rapping's good. Uh, The first season that's on Hulu is really funny uh, and interesting with the host of characters that are good. And then I'm going with The Last Dance now that it's on Netflix. Um, Before, I mean, I think you and I both watched all of it live. Um, Yeah. But now it's on Netflix. And if you missed it at first and you didn't have the ESPN bundle and everything, uh, I would totally recommend that.
2: Yeah, so for me, I don't really splurge a lot when it comes to stream shows, um, but I'm, I'm sure it can be streamed somewhere, but I love the show. I, I believe it airs on CBS, Fox, maybe? Well, there's two, actually. So I'm going I'm to cheat. I'm going to give you more than just the two. So the first two that I watch on a nightly basis, just on you know cable television, um, SWAT. Featuring uh, who is it? Shamar Moore from the from Criminal Minds, which I loved Criminal Minds. So you know, I I just kind of just gravitated towards that. It's a very good show, action packed. Um, and then nine one one on Fox is very very good too. I don't know if you ever watched it, but I do recommend it. I'm sure those can be streamed. So I'll uh I'll, I'll cheat with that one. Uh, stream shows. I'm very simple. I love The Office. Um, so I at this point that's not even original because I'm sure everyone has seen it. Um and you have to get Peacock now to even watch it, which is kind of just, you know, unfortunate. But no, nope. Um uh, not doing it. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. But uh the other one, um not very uh family friendly to say the least. Uh it was a show for, I think for seven seasons on FX. Uh, but it's called the League. And I love it, literally, it Yeah, which I'm really surprised that you love the League because it's literally a show about fantasy football. Um, but it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's so it's great.
1: I, the thing is, it's fantasy football, and that's how the guys get together. But I like it because the
2: characters are so funny. And the that's true. What they say to each other. That's where the humor yeah. is. Yeah. You know. It's really not very appropriate. Um, but, I mean, it, there's no, like, nudity or anything like that in it. But just other things aren't very appropriate. But it's hilarious. Uh, who's your favorite character? Probably Ruxin. Okay. okay. Just so I, sarcastic. I kind of see yeah. my him, yeah, uh, him. Very much so. Um, <laughs> honestly, I'm on season, so I've watched it a couple times, but I'm on season, I think, five, and it's kind of the season where they really started giving Rafi a more prominent role, and everything he says is just so out there. I literally die laughing every single time.
1: Have you ever watched uh, a few of those guys are on uh, our voices in Big Mouth? Have you ever watched Big Mouth on Netflix? Yeah, also a very, very not
2: appropriate show. <laughs>
1: it's it's not go. It's not yeah. appropriate for anybody. Um, no, it's hilarious though. And yeah. Rafi's character that he plays, I forget the kid's name, but is so funny. Um, that show just makes me die laughing.
2: Yeah, yeah. But Rafi just like the things. <laughs> like I just recently watched the one where he steals. Well, first of all, he calls Kevin Bryan all the time, which is so funny to me. And then he like always he steals Kevin's car and drives it to like LA or something like that. And then whoever he's actually I know the name of the guy that he's with. I'm just not gonna say it. Um yep. he tells him to take care of the car as in like watch the car. And long story short, Rafi ends up literally setting the car on fire and he said, Oh, I thought that's what you meant by take care of the car. And then later on in another episode, uh, Kevin's like, Where's my car, Rafi? And Rafi's like, Look, if someone said take care of the carb. doesn't that mean burn it and he's like no he's like oh well that's my bad then and it's just so like it's just like just the things he says and there's a lot of inappropriate stuff too which is why you know if if you're okay with that watch it because it's hilarious and you will not regret it yeah um but yeah those are those are probably my two one not so original and one that's very original and i actually i think it's hilarious that they call the trophy the shiva as well which is yeah you know, just funny and the sacco <laughs> yep um third question comes from our friend lee patterson biggest game day pet peeve now i have to ask is this something like a pet peeve that you know we do that we don't like necessarily or that we have to do or is it like something we see at games that we don't like
1: i think you can take it either way okay um and i can go first if you need a second to think about it yeah you go first you go first I don't like know-it-all parents, Zach, because they don't know it all.
2: I think you just took mine.
1: Yeah. And (laughs) I actually had a a little quick conversation with Lance Hartzler who asked us um, a question that we um, put on there. He asked us about um, the fast food places. Heckling is funny. It can be. If it's clever it's not always interrupting and uh, consistent and it's interesting or like actually right. Um, That can be funny. Yeah. But there are just some parents and we say parents, it's fans in general um, because we just happen to be covering mostly high school sports that we say parents, especially now, but there's some that just don't stop saying stupid stuff. Uh, yelling yeah. at the refs, yelling at the kids, yelling at this person and that person. Um, so it has to be, I think, you, I think cheering can be fun and I've heckled before too. Uh, everyone has, especially when you were a little kid. Um, but there's a certain level in which it's not funny and it's not interesting and it's just kind of stupid.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I think my favorite thing to hear from fans because it obviously shows how, you know, how their lack of I guess how much they have a lack of knowledge of for that specific sport is when they go make sure to call it both ways, Raph. Yeah, I. it's just to me, that's just like the dumbest thing to say. And then like, or they'll, or they'll finally get a call and they're like, well, finally, where was the flag on the last one? Like, yeah. like, dude, come on. <laughs> Um, the heckling though, I will say is extremely funny. I will not name what school I was at. I will not name what school, what, what the opponent, like who the opponent was of this specific school. I'm not going to name the sport. Um, but cause I haven't live tweeted from every single game that I've been at this year, just because a lot of them, I just go to do feature stories. Um, but there was one or two fans at this specific game that I was at and there, Man, I guess I guess I have to say it was basketball. Okay, so it was basketball. Um and I really hate that I kind of found this funny, but this is the kind of heckling that I think is like even the kid that even the kids would think is kind of funny. Um long story short, one of the kids fell down and it was called a foul. There was very little contact, but one of the parents and I think what made it even more funny is the fact that it's obviously very quiet in the gym because you can hear
1: everything crazy. now.
2: Yeah. One of the parents actually says uh, I don't know about that one, ref. I think the AC kicked on and blew him over. <laughs> like just something I would never think of.
1: Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and it's funny and yeah. it's stupid, but it's it's at least interesting. It's not just the same crap that everybody
2: yells. Yeah. And I think the best part about that was it was only him and his like his buddy who he was with, I guess that actually like cracked up over. Like they thought that they were the funniest people in in the world when they said that Um, because no one else reacted. But I honestly, it was their laughs that were kind of like behind me that I started laughing at because they just thought it was hilarious that they said that. Um, So it's stuff like that. that That's like, it's kind of harmless or whatever. Like, should you really heckle high school kids? Definitely not. But if you do it in like a funny fashion like that, where they obviously don't mean it to like be any harmful, like, you know, to anyone or whatever, like then, you know, whatever, I guess it's it's the part of the game, but that that's the type of stuff that I think is kind of funny, but yes, my biggest pet peeve is definitely the parents who, you know, will scream down from the stands that, you know, the ref is getting money in his pockets or whatever. And, um, I think it's also funny when, um, (laughs) when the, when parents yell at coaches to put like, or to like, stop running a certain play or something like that. Like sometimes I agree with them, but other times it's like, There's a reason why he's the coach and you're not. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Things like that. Things like that, for sure. I
1: was at a football game several years ago now um, where a mom of a running back legitimately the entire game before every play said, throw a screen pass. Throw a screen (laughs) pass. (laughs) She said it every play. And they threw, like, one or two. And I think one of them worked. And the other one, I think they lost a yard. Um, so that was, that was good. And it was like, yeah, if he throws a screen pass every time, it's not going to be effective. But every play, without a doubt, throw
2: a screen pass. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That is amazing. Um, final question. I'll let you go ahead and read it off. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite pizza topping? Oh, this one's easy. You want me to go? Do it. Pepperoni mushroom. All day long pepperoni mushroom is solid yeah all day long add
1: uh just for my own uh i'm adding bits of tomato cut up uh so that it adds that little bit of um not it's just a little bit of a texture change and i like a little bit of spinach too um so pepperoni mushroom i can definitely deal with but i add those two as well onto there i think pepperoni is the elite meat when it comes to pizza. Like you can you can have the sausage, you can have the uh the ham and whatever, but I think pepperoni takes it.
2: Not gonna lie, you sound a little bougie when you say I like the the texture of the cut up tomatoes and I don't spaghetti. know.
1: do do only bougie people eat things with texture?
2: Well all I'm saying is like if you go to like just a bar poor,
1: all you eat is flat things that don't feel like anything.
2: If you go to a bar and you ask for a pizza with spinach and sliced up to diced tomato i guarantee like i you know what are the what are you the get it everywhere.
1: A- You don't get it everywhere i'm not getting that from dominos
2: okay so where are you getting it from
1: i don't know somewhere good like what i Name get Venezia's has it bougie yeah it's delicious i'll be bougie for that i'm um- <laughs> Opposite
2: for everything else. Vanetti's is fantastic, so I really shouldn't say anything. Yeah. Honestly, I was kind of hoping you would say something like Lumal Nati's, where like a 10 inch pizza is like $40. Yeah. But I mean, not that it's bad because it, it's very good pizza. It's worth yeah, it. It's delicious. But yeah. So, um but yeah, pepperoni mushroom is my go to for sure. Sometimes a little bit extra sauce, just a little, you know. Yeah, you
1: got, the sauce is so important.
2: Yeah. I will say though, um the pizza from Grimaldi's. Their white pizza with um, – what is it? With – I think it's literally just with basil baked in. No, not basil. Um, no, I can't remember. Anyway, it's their white pizza with something baked into it, and then you add tomatoes on top after the cook, so they're not, like, mushy and stuff. Very good. Yep. Now that's, now, that's bougie because that's very expensive pizza. Yep. But – um, yeah. I can't remember what the, what the topping is. It's really going to bother me. It's Are not you a finished. stromboli guy?
1: Do you like strombolis?
2: Uh, not really. Dang. Yeah. See, I,
1: I like a regular pizza better, but I don't hate a stromboli.
2: No. I'm not really a big calzone guy either. Too doughy. That's fair. Yeah, no. Just a standard pizza works for me. Yeah. Honestly. So will get the job done. You know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um eric really quick i mentioned it already and one of the tweets (laughs) that was follow-up to to this announcement on tuesday was hilarious and it said basically like the government is quotes like how do we bring this country together and it was ea sports essentially saying hold my beer because they announced the return of college football in video game form now granted they teased us a little bit because later on they said it wouldn't come out for like a couple of years, but I'm hoping it will be maybe like one of the best April fool's jokes of all time where they say, Oh, you know, you thought it was a couple of years, but surprise we're releasing it this summer. Um, yeah. I, I'm not holding out hope for that, but it'd be very cool if that happened, but excited. Are you just kind of meh because you don't know what it's going to be like yet? What's kind of your thought process behind I'm it, in my opinion, The best video game ever coming back.
1: Yeah, it's great. I'm excited for it. I just don't want to get my hopes up too much that it's coming anytime soon. Um, Yeah. So it's kind of, uh, my excitement is muted um, because I don't know an actual timeline for it. But when the game comes out, I will definitely be purchasing it.
2: Are you going to take time off work for it?
1: I don't think I'll take time off work (laughs) for it. But uh, weekends and nights will be uh n c a twenty twenty
2: two or whatever it is yeah i the first thing I'm doing what's the first thing you're gonna do when you get the game like what's the first thing you're playing um
1: I'll probably just throw on an exhibition or uh online head to head and get use of the controls but i I have a feeling you go to the the road to glory or dynasty or something like
2: that absolutely road to glory all day long. Is the only place that I can be a six foot five, two hundred and twenty pound dual threat quarterback. All right, I love it. I love it. And like I said in my tweet, because one of the one of the Carter twins asked about it, they said, "Are you like not ask me personally, but they said to everyone that's really excited about the game, are you actually good at the game?" I said, "I think I could hold my own against you know online opponents, but where I really thrive is creating that dual threat quarterback that leads Notre Dame to four straight championships."
1: Yeah, I don't think I'm very good at the game.
2: I I really I mean honestly, it's been so long. Like I don't I don't know if how good I am either, to be honest. But I don't know. And, and I also saw someone say like, please, whatever you do, like don't just take Madden and change the uniforms. I really hope they don't do that because the Madden honestly is so bad.
1: It's uh, it's got its kinks yeah. to work out.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm very excited nonetheless. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be awesome. awesome. So, uh, Eric, what do you say we wrap things up?
1: Do you think Manchester City or Liverpool wins on Sunday? I don't care. Fair enough.
2: Okay, cool. Uh, thank you all for listening, as always. Really appreciate you guys stopping by again. Uh, give us all a follow on Twitter at Zach Alveyra, at Enuman Rights, at AZHSFB, and at Arizona Varsity. Uh, Arizona Varsity Awards may or may not be posted by the time this podcast goes up. Maybe. If not, it'll be very soon after. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for that. We all worked uh, very hard on that. We had a three-hour Zoom call, actually, uh, this week to to kind of iron things out. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, but with that said, once again, thank you all for listening. And we will talk to you all next week. Yeah, yeah.